I'm Neil. I'm Bo. I'm Simon. And together we are the Three Peacocks. We're here to talk about all things Leeds, uh, transfers, uh, history and, and comments on the games, uh, the rumours um, and topical news re- regarding all things Leeds. So we're going to come to you each week uh, on a podcast called The Three Peacocks and we're looking forward to listening to you. I want to thank all our listeners. We've got listeners from I think around 25 states in the United States now and and around uh, 15 countries in the world so thank you to everybody for listening and we'll try and make this fun and interesting and we're learning as we go we're not going to take it too seriously and we're just here to shoot the breeze and as I say talk all things Leeds. In today's podcast, we're going to uh, talk about the Millwall game. We're just coming um, after the Millwall game. We're, we're not smiling as you'd think. We are inside, but not outside. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about Millwall. And then we're going to talk about the Damned United and what we all uh, think about the Damned United in those uh, cuff years back in 1974. So it's turning the clock back some. And then thirdly, um, we're going to talk about our three... Um, the big three. Um, we're not going to talk about legal services as some do. We're going to talk about all things leaked <laughs> in our big three. Today we're going to talk about our big three goals. So that'll be fun as well. And we'll all um, give you some insight into our top three goals from Leeds United over time. And each week we'll change that around again. It, it won't be wills and conveyancing. We'll be talking about top three players, <laughs> top three grounds, etc, etc. So, okay. So with that, we will get going. So let, let's start with... The week that was, we've just come off to or off the international break. Uh, England got a draw. I think the US bow. Did you get a win? I have no idea. Oh, I hear Brendan Allison scored a goal. I think it ricocheted oh, off yes, three yes, people and went in yeah. or something. But um, yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah. three nil. I think from England's point of view, one of our best performances in a long time, and um, we looked absolutely excellent against Scotland and fully deserved that. So. Looking forward to the team growing, hopefully, and to good things happening in the European Championship. So, yeah, what a player Jude Bell is! I, know, I, I know. mean, uh, amazing. Yeah. How old is he? Nin- 19, 20? 20, I think he is. Now. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know, he played in that five four game at, uh, at you know Birmingham. You know, yeah, I bet Birmingham wish they had a sell on clause for him. Tiny moves. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be in the hundreds of millions next time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's, he is. He's just phenomenal. Yeah, and, incredible. Um, good to see Calvin back. Yeah. Played a great game, although I saw a picture of him today and he looked very forlorn. Mm. Uh, not uh, Yesterday in the dugout at, uh, I think Manchester City were at West Ham and mm. I hope he moves now in January. I think for his sake he needs to move and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um thought he played a really solid game for England. Mm-hmm. And then, so... Sam and I heard you had a bad, interesting night last night. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went to see Eric Clapton at the Ball Arena last night and it was great. And I was really proud of myself when I got home because I set my alarm. But the problem was that I'd left my phone on silent because I'd put it on silent at the concert. So I slept blissfully <laughs> through the start of the game and uh, only woke up 
uh, I think it was about 6.30 and you know, some running around to try and get the TV on and we were winning 1-0 and you know, I saw the you know, last two goals so I think you know, maybe you know, I need to sleep in a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that I'm you know, superstitious or anything. Mm-hmm. but <laughs> we, won't, we won't tell the wife, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how about you? Uh, yeah, last night. So last night was the... Colorado, University of Colorado, Colorado State uh, American football game, uh, college football, and I uh, watched that, and yeah, so it was a late game, I think it ended around 12.15-ish, maybe, 12.20, sometime before, maybe 12.30, um, so yeah, and then getting up uh, this morning at 4.30, so that was fun, uh, but the game was, game was great, um, yeah, double overtime, and see you pulled it out. Yep, no, I watched the game as well, I I left the game at the third quarter, and I think the CSU team were three, sorry, two touchdowns ahead. And I thought, oh, I'll give this up. I'm going to need to get up early. Um, I'm not an expert on football, and I suddenly got confused because there were two Saunders players playing, one in the quarterback and then one in um, the defense. Because my understanding, I don't know much about football, is you have an offense, a defense, and then you have a special team. So they take the kicks and they. Uh, come and defend the kicks or something like that anyway so um, I, I laughed to myself because there were these two players and I thought they were switching roles and I realised that the coach has got two sons in the team so uh, maybe next week I'll have three I don't know how many sons he's got but, they, <laughs> who knows? but Coach Son is so bolder right dad. now <laughs> yeah who knows? who knows but bolder right now is the epicentre of the football universe so we're, we're happy and we're smiling and I've never supported this team before but I'm following along with the uh, the wave at the moment that's going through, so it's exciting. So fifty-one thousand here in Boulder, so that's a big, big crowd, and um, mm. so yeah, it was, it was exciting. So okay, well, let's talk about today. So said so we were smiling, sort of, and now you know why because we're, we're all exhausted and blurry-eyed from our mm. antics of last night. Um, Bo, I'll come to you first. What What are your thoughts on today's game? Nah, nah. At the den, three points, clean sheet. Can't really ask for anything mm. else. Um, yeah, just getting into the kind of tactics, I thought the first 15 minutes, um, I thought, oh no, here we go again. Um, I uh, didn't feel like we just really laid a glove on them for the first 15 minutes. Uh, and I thought, man, you know, our, the record that we've had under Farka for giving up that first goal, I was just kind of waiting for. Um, but then, you know, obviously, if it comes, then we have a different conversation. It doesn't come, and then you look back and you think, you know what, in those 15 minutes, I don't know that they actually had, did they have a shot on goal? No, there was nothing. There was nothing. Nothing. You know, mm-hmm. they just had a lot of possession, yep. a lot, they had several corners, but they were pressuring us. Um, but then we rode that out. And then after those 15 minutes, I thought that then we really started mm-hmm. dominating. We grew into the game. Um, we were by far the better side. And you could see that I felt like our quality just really um, came to the fourth That's right. First win in 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, first win mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and yeah, and then, mm-hmm. you know, just exquisite first goal. Um, and the movement, the passing, um, yes. it was... Well, it came from, do you notice it came from the alien, I'm going to now label it the super flop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes down in the area and holds the ball around his stomach area. And then we're away, aren't we? Like two or three passes, yeah. connecting, and um, lovely interchanges, right, for uh, the goal. Yeah. yeah. And you can see which, you know, Neil, we may have to apologize to Simon at the end of the season because... Well, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can see that partnership um, with Jorginho 
uh, and Perot really starting to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was evident, especially with the first goal. Um, and then, yeah, you know, second goal, third goal, uh, just and, and killed the game off. Mm-hmm. Uh, very professional um, and deserved mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Yeah, Sam? Well, I can only talk about the last <laughs> 20, minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was 1-0, so mm. got... I, I didn't mm. have the angst mm. of uh, you know, worrying about the first 15 minutes. And uh, you know, pretty much as I turned the TV on, you know, we scored that you know, weird second one with you know, the Dan James uh, remarkable assist uh, you know, for, for Pirro. And then, um, so it was all plain sailing for me. You know, we were, uh, after five minutes of switching on the game, we were 2-0 up, you know, Absolutely looking in no trouble, and the you know third goal you know from Ruta you know well taken you know it was oh, yes, a well yes, well mm-hmm. well taken goal. So you know I thought it's a, I think it's a huge boost mm. for everybody's confidence. You know particularly those people who were perhaps feeling a little bit uh, you know damaged or you know worrying about the form, and you know Ruta was mm. probably you know one of them, but. Uh, I just think it's a huge springboard. You know, there'll be everybody, you know, on the pitch, you know, apparently played well. Everybody was a, you know, seven out of 10, which is what we've been, you know, wanting for a long time. You know, so to have that consistency of performance and to have so many options uh, now in terms of being able to, you know, bring on, you know, Attackers and midfield players, mm. you know, we, you know, we, we just haven't been used to having that you know, luxury for such a long time. I have a question for you both: Do we still need a left back? Wasn't that one of our strongest positions today in that team? Yeah, uh, you know, well, you know, it's the it's the old thing, isn't it? You know, can Byram stay fit? You know, can mm. Bamford mm. stay fit? Mm. You know, the, if Byram mm. can stay fit, mm. you know, he he, mm. I think he was. Pretty close to being you know, man of the match today. You know, uh, yeah, he's very solid, he's accomplished, he looks good going forward, he's strong in defence. No problem. Yeah, and he's yeah. now mm-hmm. the eldest statesman of the team. Ooh. You know, He's just 30 this week, I think it was yeah. his birthday, wasn't it? So, you know, he's, um, you know, he's had some ups and downs and you know, probably, um, you know, he's probably going to have to take on some sort of leadership role you know, with you know, being such a young team. Yeah, well, there was a, the Athletic put out a Jamie Shackleton uh, interview mm. this week, and it talked about, and, and Shackleton spoke specifically about Byron and his leadership mm. um, with him personally, yeah. mm. um, and how he's kind of, uh, he was his idol, and mm-hmm. so, uh, okay. but then had posters on the wall of, of Byron um, when he was younger, mm. and, but talked about how he's really um, just come in and mm. really helped um, Shackleton personally. But just overall, the team with his yeah, demeanor, yeah. with his leadership. I'll, I'll be honest, it's the last I want to hear about needing a left-back now. Like We've got Shackleton, we've got Byron, and we've got our friend Furpo. <clears throat> we've got three players that can play in that position. <clears throat> so I think we all need to move on from that and talk about something else. Maybe the redevelopment of the ground or whatever it's going to be. But yeah. we tend to just leave these topics lingering for very long. And Can I stop you there? And can, can we talk about whether he's a friend or not, though? <laughs> A friend. Yeah, you said a friend. A, fr- a friend. Friend for a <laughs> Of course, everyone's a friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, I, I thought it was interesting as well. Like this, this game is always billed as extra special. I think it's more special for Millwall than it is for Leeds, to be honest. Um, it's a pretty much a grudge match for them. 
I'm guessing it's most mostly because of the fans. Like we've no real rivalry between us. Like they're in southeast London, we're obviously in Yorkshire, but it's more a fans thing. And I have to say, I was surprised at the lack of atmosphere, and particularly after the first ten minutes, it was totally flat all game. Like from their standpoint, they didn't even sell the game out. So this um, billing of the game having this special extra edge and the mm. um, the grudge match to me didn't affect us at all. And they were even worried if like, Gray could play in this game, it was going to mm. be so intense for him and not even a, a problem at all. So um, as Sam said, I, I agree. I think every player had a great game today and it's hard for me to pick out a man of the match. You, you sort of go to the goal scorers naturally. Mm, yeah. Perot now three and three. We talked about his stats and getting one in two. But now he's three and three, and you know if we we've been wanting that goal, he's definitely going to hit twenty goals this season for me, um, in the right place at the right time. Noticing as well, he was playing in that number ten role, yeah. coming in, and by coming in, he wasn't being marked, and he was able to get to those positions. So I know a lot of discussion about that. Um, Want to give a quick shout out for Melier, two pretty much game saving saves across mm. the game, very solid, and he made those two excellent saves as well. So really pleased for him. And again, you know, Ruta did uh, combine well for the goal and obviously took his goal while he could have easily skied that over the over the goals as Millwall did. Like Millwall were terrible to me. They were a middling team, if not uh, worse. Like they had so many chances to at least uh, get the ball on target. They didn't for the whole game. That first 10 minutes was just possession, no pressure. Um, if I was, I think that man just Gary Rowlett very, very disappointed. I'd be worried about mm. my job going forward there. So, yeah, 3-0. Three, three we wouldn't have expected that given the history books, but great result, really well-deserved, very, very solid performance, good goals. Of course, the last two came when they were pushing forward a little bit to create some gaps, but um, we can't ask for more. And hopefully, we're going to edge towards those playoff places in the next few weeks now. So, all good. Yeah, and two clean sheets on the bounce. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Anything else from today? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's a bit like you know the square ball. Just been listening to the match ball, and you know they they really didn't have anything to say because mm. you were always you know there's always mm. something to complain about, and there really mm. wasn't all that much yep. to complain about today. It all sort of fitted together so nicely, mm. and um, you know we're not used to days like this. No, that's right. Ailing played well right mm. in the back. He, in fact, uh, Byron was going forward more than Ailing. Most of the ball was going through that mm. left-hand side at the beginning. Mm. Uh, Willie had a, a lot of the ball, played well. Somerville didn't have the greatest mm. game for me. He was a little bit off, uh, struggled to get into the game. Gray and Ampadu did well, as usual. Ampadu just looked so accomplished there at the back uh, or back of the midfield. Um, and, yeah, just... No, no complaints. But you know, it's mm, good mm. that you you can afford to you know for Somerville mm. not to have a great game. Mm. You know, if you know that front mm. four, you know, even mm. if you know you've if you've got three firing, you know, it's going to scare mm. you know pretty right. much most of the championship yep. sides because they're they're. I think you know uh, a step above you know most of the what a, you know the players. What in a bench as well we have today, like. Yeah. And then there's people missing from that bench that will come back. So we've really got a good squad now going forward. So. And we're not talking about, um, I mean, we're not talking about the fact that uh, one of our center halves had a bad game or <clears throat> gave up oh. a silly goal or, you know, they were rock solid. And we haven't always been able to say that at Leeds with our center backs. Yep, so we're now turning those smiles on a little bit more. You can't <laughs> see us here, but we're waking up with our coffee and smiling after today and... 
Feeling good. Next game is Hull. Hull. So yeah. Hull are fairly Wednesday. up there, up there in the table, aren't they? So that will be interesting. Is that a so home or away? Uh, Can't remember. But I think it's so away. Hull are up there. I so think it's away. Yeah, I think it's away as well. Yeah. yeah. So okay, looking forward to that. So we're going to switch gears. Then now we're going to go back to 1974. I think I was seven in 1974. Um, showing my age here, but. Um, the Damned United. So I think many of us have probably seen the film. Some of us will remember 1974. It's very much a faint memory for me, but I've got some of it there and I've learned a lot of it afterwards as well. But Sam, let me start with you. What what does The Damned United bring back for you in 1974 and the whole Clough saga, if we can call it that? Yeah, it's... I think I did a lot of crying in those <laughs> those years, you know, the late sixties and early seventies, because you know, we we never we were almost you know we we were always you know in the finals, in the semi finals, right. second right. in the league, yep. uh, For ten years virtually, ten years, <laughs> mm. and you know we never really got the silverware that you know, we deserved, and you know I certainly remember. You know, crying in the you know the European you know, cup final, um, you know when we were robbed, you know, and it was proof we were robbed. You know, afterwards, I don't remember a lot about you know the 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 Clough forty four days, and you know I'm not sure whether the film is you know really a, a accurate you know representation of you know what went on. I thought Michael Sheen was great as Brian Clough, and you know he obviously had a a big ego and you know really didn't listen to you know anybody else um i suppose you just think you know what might have been you know because you know he obviously um had a you know great record as a you know manager you know winning european cups uh but you know it just seemed that you that he'd got this grudge against Leeds and uh you know was never really that right person to take over from, uh, you know, uh, Revy. Mm. It was a very brave appointment, really, you know, because Leeds, you know, have traditionally, or certainly at that time, I think were, you know, quite a you know, conservative club in terms of the way in which they managed, um, you know, the football side yeah. of the business. The board, I think, were very, very conservative. As yeah, well, so think. to yeah. actually uh, pick Clough, was very brave at the time. You know, it's just a shame that it was a unmitigated disaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. So obviously, I you know, uh, I know that that's a part of our history. Um, you know, I wasn't born until seventy seven, so that was that's before my time. Um, but yeah, I've seen the film, um, and uh, yeah, I think that to be like, I've always wondered too if our success um, actually in the way in which we really put out some incredible teams uh, of, the, of those Super Leagues years. If, um, and just looking back and watching uh, highlights of, the way of, of previous games too, if there's something about kind of those years which, um, which we played some really aggressive football and uh, you know, we would we would go after it, but I've always wondered if our success and the way in which we played, if those were the years where there was this 
bias in regards to refereeing mm-hmm. against leads. Um, because, so for me sometimes, and maybe this is inaccurate, but when I hear that, you know, we are, and to embrace that we are the damned united, for me, that just means that basically everybody else in the world is going to be against us, including yep. the refs. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to still some of that. be together like, and strong. If you look at the Chelsea game in particular, the FA Cup final mm. 1970, we were kicked off the pitch by Chelsea. Like, these played hard and tough. Mm. It's renowned, right, as you say. But we were kicked off the pitch by Chelsea. And I encourage anybody to go to YouTube and particularly look at the replay and look at how we were kicked off the pitch in that game. Yeah, um, talking about you know me crying. You know, I was you know eleven mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy, yeah. and yeah, you know, I was definitely crying after that. I just felt so, you know, yeah. You know, we just, you know, how did we ever you know, lose that oh. game? You know, those two games. Yeah. You know, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And going back to the history, so I I got a lot of this from my dad, who was like deeply in 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 Leeds world at that time as a season ticket holder and everything, and. So, obviously, Revy, or Revy, as he's now known, went to England. That was his next step. He decided to, mm-hmm. to take Les Cocker. And he, that's the other thing. He took the team with him, not just himself, but he took his backroom staff with him. So, Les Cocker followed him to England as well. Um, my understanding, I don't quite know if this is 100%, but the board were interested or recommended by Revy to appoint Giles. Giles was considered as part of uh, the shortlist alongside Clough. Then uh, Bremner found out about this and he wanted to know why he wasn't being considered. Mm. So there was a little bit of a split in the board and I think they couldn't go with Giles because Bremner wasn't considered and they didn't feel that he was ready to be the manager. Hence, I think Clough became the number one by default. Um, but there was some discussion split in the board with Sam yeah, exactly. yeah, it's sort of like an auto yeah. appointment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was something that Orta would have done. He would have recruited Clough yeah. rather than going for the obvious yeah. solution, I, you know, which, Giles, was, if, which was Giles. If, if Giles had taken it on, like, to be honest, even if they'd gone for um, Jimmy Armfield instead of Clough at that time, like, we turned it around when we got to the European Cup final. And I, I was just looking last night, just thinking about this a little bit more. Clough's record, and that's not discussed that much, we played eight and won one. And in the context of we were the 1974 champions mm. coming off that that last season to the next season, played eight one once, and no, ma- no wonder. Um, and my dad always used to say that um, Leeds was a family team. Like Revy had really built a family mm. around the team. He knew all the families. The families socialised together. He treated the players like his own sons. Mm. There was a very strong family bond between. Um, himself and the players and the club in fact as well Clough knew this and I think he resented this a little bit that that wasn't him and his style but you know that that also came into this as well it was just very very different styles in the approach um, and the players just didn't like Clough at all like, he didn't help himself with you can throw all your medals in the bin lads and uh, you've achieved nothing you've been cheats and then he had Personal attacks, remember there's one against Norman Hunter. Norman, you want to be loved, nobody's going to love you. Mm-hmm. And then he threw back an expletive at, at Clough. And I think those things are, are true and they've been documented. Um, I mean, I, I don't think we should also mm-hmm. forget that that team was getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that team had been together mm-hmm. for, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. so 12 years, the last year, or, wasn't it? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, there needed mm-hmm. to be a changing of the guard. Yes. It was just the way in which it yeah. happened, you know, just mm. failed so We had a few players come in, like we had a lot of people, like Duncan McKenzie, Gordon McQueen, Joe Jordan, mm. Trevor Cherry. We had quite a few players come in and they half transitioned, I think, but the mainstay of the Steam team still stayed on and they were getting towards the end of their careers, right? So, mm. and the, the Dirty Leads, I think, both was a reputation we had. I think probably there was bias, certainly from fans, and maybe that got through to referees at the, at the time. Um, the re- some of the referees we know now were, were paid off uh, in some of the big games, not in England, but in mm. certainly the um, European Cup Winners' Cup final. Um, I remember Norman Hunt always saying that, and this is where maybe this phrase started, you know, let him know you're here, son. That was his approach. <laughs> and he would, he would admit that he would let people know he was around. And then I've heard Johnny Giles, I've been t- to see him speak and t- to talk about those days. And he would say that he had a deal with Bremner. He said if somebody went after Bremner, he would go in and said Bremner would do the same for you. And it, they did mm-hmm. that in 1970. They had a, a deal going. And, but what a pairing. Like The great thing about that team is Bremner, of course, was the captain. Giles could have easily been the captain at any other era. He was such a leader on the pitch. His football brain, his knowledge, mm-hmm. his skill... Um, Norman Hunter could have been a leader on that team. Of course, Jack Child. It was full of leaders. Paul Reaney, you you name them. Um, Eddie Gray went on to be a manager. Peter Lorimer, um, Alan Clark. You, you name it, they're all leaders. But we'll never have a team like that ever again in history. And Of course, you won't have the one club scenario ever. Like <coughs> Jack Charlton only played for Leeds. You know, a lot of the players left at the end of their careers. Billy to Hull and Johnny Giles to West Brom. But there'll never, there'll never be a team like it. But I tell you as well, the referees in those days and the rules, it was a whole different game. It was like uh, Australian rules football <laughs> combined with football that we know today. Like the things that were let go and the amount of the tackles that would fly in and mm. people wouldn't be sent off like they would be today. So a whole different era. Yeah, and really the model that you know, Revy developed, you know, could never be successful now, you know, because there's, right. you know, so much, you know, that is now uh, based on money. I mean, wh- who was it? Was it Paul Madeley who said that, you know, he just, uh, he just wanted to play for yes. Leeds, so, you know, yes, he just signed right. his contract, right. didn't negotiate, yeah. he just signed yeah. it. Alan Clark, I remember him saying he didn't even know how much he was being paid when he came from Leicester, he just signed the contract. He's, he was asked, asked a few of the players, and they just said sign it, and he just signed it. The money didn't matter in those days. Mm. Um, whole, whole different world. and But a team that dramatically underachieved based on its capability and the fact that we came runners-up or in either the league or the Cups for, for 10 years, we were at the top, um, is a testament to their ability and yeah. how much we underachieved. Yeah, just as I was you know, trying to uh, get a bit more background to my goals, my top three, um, you know, Leeds finished in the top four for 11 consecutive seasons oh, between 63 yeah. and 74. Mm, incredible. So, mm. Which is amazing. Yep. In those seasons, we won the... We played in two Europe, three European finals. We won two... Won one in 70... No, we won two in 68 and 71. Mm-hmm. And we lost in 67 of those. The Intercity First Club, as it was known then. Mm. But yeah, it was just remarkable. Okay, so... Um, yeah... The Damned United, um, 
So now we're going to talk about the big three. We're not going to talk about legal services, just the big three. Um, today we're going to talk about our big three or our top three goals. Mm. So Bo, you seem to have yours lined up already. I did. <laughs> so I know that uh, I know when our centenary year, um, Leeds put out a, a, the top 100 goals that were voted on by the fans. Mm-hmm. So all the supporters. Um, and so that's online. So if you want to look at that, um, you, can, you can find that. I'm actually going to go with um, goals that just kind of, for me, when I went just absolutely mental, whether I was watching by myself or when I was with a few others. Um, and obviously the first one um, would be uh, probably the Jermaine Beckford goal. Oh, yes. yes. So, um, you know, to be... We all know that. To be... <laughs> um, so that's, that was just an incredible goal. And I still, I mean, I can still see the pass. Um, and then how he... Kind of was it a misser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Housen, Johnny Housen, you know, sprays that ball out and he kind of goes to jump for it and oh. touch it, but then kind of misses it, so that takes him wide. And then, yeah, and then the way he strokes it past the keeper and it kind of barely rolled in. And uh, yeah, to beat Manu was great. Um, then my second goal, um, I'm gonna go. Because I'm, I'm kind of biased to him anyway, so I'm going to go Stuart Dallas's goal, the second goal to beat Man City. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, the Alioski pass. Yes. Yes. That was so, the runaway goal. Yeah, like runaway, he gets yeah. on it, and, you know, yeah. and, and then we beat City, and uh, that was just incredible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so at the time I was in Wales and had some people over, and we just all ran. Yeah, let's hope he's back soon. It was great. And then my third goal, I'm going to go... Um, what am I going to do for my third goal? Do you want to press the buzzer and we'll come back to you? <laughs> <laughs> Simon, press the buzzer. Yeah, I'm cheating a little bit because you know, it, it's more about performances than you know, necessarily one goal. Um, but uh, I've chosen for my, and it's also where it's not necessarily technical skill, but you know, maybe I remember it so mm. vividly, you know, and it was really important for me. And each of these three um, are, you know, I can almost, you know, sort of wind the clock back and, you know, remember what, what I was doing, where I was, mm. you know, at that time. Uh, the first one is really... Uh, Mark Viduka, you know, his third swivel goal um, in the 4-3, you know, win against Liverpool. And I remember I was in Ghana at the time and I was, um, uh, it was really as I was getting to know Alan. So our relationship was, you know, just growing. But, you know, it was just an unbelievable, you know, game, you know, in April. uh, We came back from behind twice in that game. Yes. You know, we were 2-0 down. That's right, I remember, yeah. And you know, got back to two two, mm-hmm. and then Liverpool scored again three mm-hmm. two, and then two more goals from Baduka. And you know, yeah. I was, uh, it was great. You know, I watched it back again this morning with the fantastic John Helm commentary. You mm-hmm. know, and right. uh, it was um, you know remarkable. So, 
you know, I think it was more that performance, you know, scoring four goals against Liverpool in such amazing circumstances, you know, and being so uh, clinical in the way he uh, approached each of those goals. And they were all different. He was a Goliath of a centre-forward, wasn't he, at that yeah. time? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, not probably appreciated, you know, no. at the time. You know, it's only as we went into, you know, those miserable years afterwards that, you know, we realised what a great team that oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second one was a, a match that I actually attended. You know, it was in the 92-93 season, you know, when we won 6-1 away at uh, Hillsborough, you know, against Sheffield Wednesday. And I was in the, uh, you know, cop that day, you know, with some friends. And how I got out of the cop still in one piece is unbelievable because I just couldn't, I couldn't contain myself, you know, because it was such a, you know, a, a, a great game and a great result. And, you know, Lee Chapman hat-trick. Mm. And, you know, one of the worst dives that you'll ever see in any game from, uh, you know, the Sheffield Wednesday when they scored their, 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 their goal. Um, but the goal I'm going to call out is, I think it was the third goal, and it was a fantastic cross from the left from Dorigo and an absolute bullet header from Chapman from about 12 yards. Mm. And it just went up in the top corner. And, you know, we were in just complete, you know, uh, fantasy land. So, you know, really uh, that one. And then the third one is probably more obvious, you know, because I remember watching this at home. You know, it was the Centenary Cup final when Alan Clark scored that, you know, header against... Uh, you know, Arsenal, you know, the whole thing with Mick Jones dislocating his shoulder, you know, the Queen being there, and, you know, us sitting around as a family. And, you know, it was nice that actually a result actually went our way rather than, you know, lose, right. losing won. in yeah, that final. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, a very special, you know, moment for me in terms of my Leeds United fan development. No, so. Mm, okay. Good. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Alan Clark goal as well. Um, for obvious reasons, I won't repeat there, but I've also added to my list the Tony Yeboah goal against Liverpool in 96. Yeah. I think I've looked at that a few, we've all seen that many times, and the way he hits it, the way it dips, the way it hits the crossbar, mm. is a goal that you wouldn't think you'd ever be able to score again. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime goal, mm. and just, just incredible. He took it from way outside the penalty area, on the volley, um, and it was a screamer right in, in that top right-hand corner. But the issue um, is, you know, he scored mm, quite a few once-in-a-lifetime mm, goals, mm, so, mm. you know, it can't be, a, you know, that much of a coincidence. Yeah, he was, he was a god, but that's several a goal. Top 100, <laughs> yes. Then we're going to go back some years. Um, Eddie Gray, I think Ed, Eddie is and was one of the most talented players. He, for most of us know he got injured and he probably mm. would have been even better without that injury earlier in his career where I think he broke his leg and they didn't mm. know how to... Um, how to repair or how to deal with that in those days. Um, so we ended up with a, a slightly um, crutched leg there. So, But he played against Burnley and he scored a goal and he was on the left-hand mm. side and he literally shimmied through and inside three or four players before in Eddie Gray style just poking it in the net. Mm. And again, that's a great goal on YouTube. So I think it was in 1970, um, mm-hmm. Leeds United versus Burnley. So... That, that one stands out for me. And I did I did mention a fourth, um, and it was Eric Cantona's against Chelsea, the way 
Again, he took the ball on the right. He took it on the volley, turned inside and then hit it into the net. And again, he to me is one of the, the best players ever to have graced a, a Leeds shirt outside that Super Leeds team. But Bo, any, any others? Yeah, well, I was trying to decide between, um, because I was, I was stuck with two, but since you had four, maybe I could just mention <laughs> <laughs> So I still remember um, Bielsa's first season, mm. the first goal. So Stoke um, and uh, Clicky, you know, we go up 1-0, but just the way that we played. And so that, for me, yeah. that, that goal still set the tone for then how the next mm. three and a half years or so we're going to play. Um, so that one stands out in my mind. And then um, maybe that same season. I don't know if it was that season or was it the season after. But we're that's, maybe that season. Um, but we had gone to West Brom and we had lost, I think, 4-0. Mm. And then we played them in, in the next time. And that's when pa- Pablo... You know, gets the ball. Scored after 19 seconds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Within the first minute. He's <laughs> waving his arms, you know. And then they give him the ball and he just hits yeah. a rocket. And, you know, to the like the top left corner, I remember, mm. I think. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that should end. And then I think we actually beat them. Was it 4-0? Uh, but when game? we look at team goals, a lot of them are probably going to come from the Bielsa era, aren't they? Mm. When you look at yeah. the, the play that led to the goal. But, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to call a wrap on today. Um, just one thing to leave you all with. Uh, Mill zero or nil, Leeds United three. Remember that Woo-hoo! score. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and we will um, see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye from me, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye.